Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. These are a bunch of Genesis questions. So we're going to start off with uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make a man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. Now, my question to you is, because he's using words like us and our, is it implying that there was multiple gods creating life or Okay, well, that's a very good question. It is one that has puzzled many people. And this is a great example, Brendan, of putting scripture in the context. Because if Genesis chapter 1 was the only chapter in the entire Bible, we didn't have any other information and any other place where God was talking or teaching or interacting, certainly that would be a very fair question. Is the Bible teaching that we were created by many gods. The teaching of the Bible, and I went through this earlier in the show, is that God exists as a triunity. He is somehow three persons in one Godhead. And it is the Trinity talking to itself when it says, let us. So yes, it is plurality. In fact, the very word for God, Elohim, that word itself in Hebrew is a plural unity word. So the plurality is right in the very name God itself. Okay, so so it's a trinity of It's the trinity there. talking. Now there are Jewish, of course, Jewish sages and rabbis today don't believe in the trinity, even though the trinity can be found in the Old Testament as well. But they don't believe in that. But neither do they believe there are other gods. So to the Jewish people, a lot of the common interpretation of that is that God is talking to angels. But there's a problem with that because the Bible doesn't teach that we're made in the image of angels. It teaches that we're made in the image of God. And God there is saying, let us make man in our own image. So did he ever consult with the angels about things like a committee meeting? I suppose that's possible, but that doesn't seem to be what's going on here in Genesis chapter Right, right. One. We're only made in the likeness. And, and besides that, it's impossible for any man or woman to even know what God looks like in the first place. Oh, yeah. Yes, image means spiritual image. Right, right. Like God is a creator, we create. I like to create books and stories. Some people create computer programs. Some people are architects. Right, right. Okay, so let's move on to the next one here. In Genesis 18, there were three men that appeared to Abraham. However, different religions say different things on who these three men are. So who were these three men exactly? Well, they actually end up getting identified because two of them end up going into Sodom and we learn that they were angels. Now, here's a case. It's just funny that it comes after that other verse because here's an instance where God is working with some angels. So two of them go into Sodom and are angels. The third one that stays behind, the one that's talking to Abraham, Abraham eventually refers to him as God, as the Lord. So this is what we would call a theophany or some would call it a pre, uh, when I mentioned a moment ago that there are examples of the Trinity in the Old Testament, this was a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when Jesus was born through Mary, his mother, we call that an incarnation because even though he had been God by identity, the second person of the Trinity, he became a real human being, born of a mother. He had the limitations of a human being. He could be hurt. He could bleed. He could die. He was not born with a sin nature, but he was tempted to sin, never gave into the temptation, and he paid the penalty 
penalty for us and then he resurrected from the dead, but we're going to resurrect from the dead someday too. He returned to heaven and rules again as God, but he's staying in the form of a man. Apparently that was an eternal sacrifice to remind us for all of eternity what the second person of the Trinity was willing to do. So we call that the incarnation. Now, what do we mean by pre-incarnation? Well, here, God the Son, or in those days, he would have been known as God the Messenger or God the Word, the expression of God. He's just coming and he's coming in the appearance of a man. That's this time. Okay. There are other times he appeared as if he was a flame of fire. Right, with like Moses. When, with Moses. Uh, it says the angel of the Lord. Now, we have to be careful with the word angel because we hear the word angel, we think of these beings with wings in heaven. Well, there are beings in heaven with wings and they are called angels. But the word angel literally means messenger. So there's these creatures that are messengers of God, but there was also this very special middle person of the Trinity who acted his responsibility amongst the Trinity was to be the message and manifestation to people. So when God communicated in Old Testament days, it was through the angel of the Lord, which simply means the messenger of the Lord. This was not one of those angelic beings with wings. And John, using the Greek language, refers to him as the word. You go to John, the gospel, the very first chapter. He says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then you go right to verse 14. And the word became flesh and we beheld his glory. Glory is of the only begotten son of the father. He makes it very clear right. who he became. So that was the incarnation. Abraham, when he starts bargaining with this man and says, well, what if there's five righteous people in the city? And the guy says, all right, if there's five righteous people, I won't destroy it. And he's bargaining with them. Well, that's somebody who, when he first met him, he thought he was a man. Somewhere in the conversation, it was revealed to Abraham who he was really talking to. We're not given the detail. I'd love to have the detail of what it was that finally tipped Abraham off who he was talking to. But at the beginning of the conversation, these are just a couple of strangers and he welcomes them. By the end of the conversation, he knows he's talking to God, but he knows when he faces this man that he's not looking at what God really looks like. He's not going, okay, oh, God has a face like me and God has eyes and God has a nose. No, this was a manifestation as you said it so well yourself. At another time when God speaks to Moses, he comes as a fire that's burning a bush and not consuming it. Different manifestations of the angel of God. Gotcha. So are any of these angels similar with each other throughout the Bible? For example, there was an angel that came down to Mary and said, do not be afraid. Is this a similar angel or does does he have angels like galore to be like, hey, you send this message over? There are many different angels. Okay. There are some angels that have names that recur. There's an angel named Gabriel. There's an angel named Michael. So occasionally there are angels with names and we're familiar with them. Other times it's just an angel. One of the fascinating verses, and this gets back to the story of Abraham in Hebrews, it says, do not be afraid to entertain strangers for in doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. And this story in Genesis with Abraham is a perfect example of that. These were just some strangers. He was showing them that Middle East hospitality. Yep. And it turned out it was an actual angel in his house. How about that? Okay. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. Bob.